Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to the Struggles of Life podcast. Find a purpose in the midst of your struggles, and I'm your host, Robert Claiborne. So, um, we're in season four. This is episode 23 of a series that we're in called Purpose, being focused for your future. Last week, we uh, last week's episode was called The Will of God. Today is the enemy of God. Now, we all want to be the enemy of God, obviously. Um, but talking about the enemy of God, um, John 10, 10, the first half of that verse says the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. Whether it's stealing our joy away from us, the promises of God whatever he can do to steal away from us that already belongs to us he all in kill in the beginning when God created Adam he told him from every tree you may freely eat with the exception of this one and he said the day that you do you will surely die as I said before obviously it wasn't a physical death because he didn't drop dead and die he didn't drop dead in that moment but what did happen was God kicked them out of the garden and put arrows around guarding the tree of life so he wouldn't have access to it. So on that day you would surely die since he didn't physically die but the consequences to his disobedience his sin was he got kicked out of the garden of Eve where he did not have access to all that God has had told him you are free to have it also him so the death that the text is speaking about is a spiritual separation from God spiritual separation from God so if the devil can manipulate us deceive us have us thinking a certain way making decisions based on using our the desires that God put in our hearts already to where we start to do things illegitimately that God does not approve of that's disobedience that's sinning against God so we may not die right then and there physically, but it does create a 
spiritual separation between us and God. So if he can kill us in a sense where we die spiritually and God, he's all in. Because God understand uh, the goal, what the goal of the devil is. He don't want us unified, walking with and living for God. Because at that point, we are no use to him. Obviously, he he still tried to do things, you know, to manipulate us, like try to use us and so on and so forth. So obviously those things still take place. But he don't want us having any part of God. Now, obviously, we still going to church and, you know, um, we still going to church and then we still living a life that God don't approve of. Yeah, he, he can care less. He'd leave us alone at that point because he know he still got us. But when he posed us as a threat to him and his kingdom, then he do all type of things to create that separation between us and God. His goal is to not have, is for us to, to not be in oneness with Christ. And that's just what it is. Destroy. If he can destroy us, if he can destroy the future that God has for us, that consists of living for God and, and walking with him and, you know, doing the will of God. He's going to do everything he can. I've heard a couple of times, if the devil not messing with you, then you know, you're no threat. If he's not doing anything to hinder you or anything like that, then question your, your faith walk. Question your walk with God. That's fair. I think that's fair. Again, his goal is to separate us from the will of God. Separate us from God. So he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the enemy of God. Devil, Satan. Now, who is... Who is this devil? Who is this Satan? Well, his name was Christopher. The Bible described him as a beautiful angel. He was once an angel of God. He was he was the head worship angel if I'm saying that correct. So one day he said you know what 
I'm going to be like God. Like he, he's like, he was going to build his own kingdom with his own angels, which are considered as demons. He said, I'm going to be like God. And on that day, God kicked him to planet earth. I forget what book in the Bible that speaks of. I want to say Isaiah, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But his word says that he got kicked to planet earth. And he took a third of God's angels with him. So guess who's here? And you talk about the spirit of the Antichrist that the Bible says that is already here. It's already here. Then you have to talk about the Antichrist agenda. Now we have the kingdom agenda, which is basically to advance God's kingdom in history. You know, doing the will of God here on earth. Then you have then you have the agenda of the Antichrist, which is basically is the agenda that's designed to keep God out. And sad to say, look at the schools. Years ago. Years ago. They removed God from schools. Alright. And even now here in 2020, if you look at an old coin, any old coin, penny, uh, a penny, nickel, dime, quarter, it says that in God we trust. And whatever president is on either of those coins he's facing the words that says in God we trust now if you stumble across a new quarter if you stumble across a new quarter I'm not sure about the new nickels dimes and pennies but on the new quarter it says and God we trust that's still on there however the president on the quarter head is turned the back of his head is facing the in God we trust it's no longer the face is no longer facing the words in God we trust. Could that be a coincidence? I don't think that's a coincidence. You can say I'm reaching. You can say, you know, it's a theory. Whatever you want to say, cool. But me personally, I don't believe that is a coincidence. The, um, when it comes down to organizations, 
that's pushing agendas it could be the the LGBTQ I think is how you say it you know like embracing homosexuality and so on and so forth and the Bible God created things exactly how he wanted wanted to be the standards his laws everything and he's cl- he's clear on man and and wife hus- man and woman husband and wife but this community is opposed to that. Now, please don't misunderstand me. Because there are some individuals out there who speak bad against them, talk bad about them. Not me. I do not support that because I stand firm on what the Bible says and God's standards and you know here in in his land I don't support it but them as individuals I have love for them I would not speak anything negative towards them I I I want like not on this whole oh I'm casting them out because of what they believe and what they're embracing not at all again I do not support that at all because that's not how God wants that's not how God designed genders to come together so I stand in full support of biblical laws biblical Standards, God's standards are 100%. I do not support that organization or any organization that is opposed to God's standards. So I'm not just, you know, I'm not pointing them out and, you know, like, you know, as any organization. So again, I have love for all people. I just don't support those organizations that's pushing an agenda that's opposed to the word of God, the standards, the expectations, the laws of God, and the will of God. And that's period. Alright? The laws that's being passed that's been enforced here in this land some of the laws that have been passed is against God's law God's standard because it says that the government belongs to God 
like God created all things. And there there is a certain there is a certain way this thing's supposed to be ran, this system's supposed to be. But how the system is now, it is truly designed to keep God out. Jog jog a memory. In the beginning of this, the Antichrist, the agenda of the Antichrist is designed to keep God out. Now, the laws and systems and schools and organizations and so on and so forth, they are embracing, enforcing, passing, promoting, pushing, sponsoring that which it is in the complete opposite of the word of God. You put two and two together, the Antichrist. Those are the agendas of the Antichrist. So when we speak about the the enemy of God, again, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, whichever one you want to call him. And his job is to push an agenda that's the complete opposite. of God's agenda. So be very careful about what you support, what you agree with, what you stand on, what you embrace. Because we're all human. So like we must love one another. Even our enemies. Obviously, it's not an emotion. Like when it comes down to this type, this particular type of love, it's not an emotional thing. It's like you know, like I, like I love you as my brother. Like I love you, my brother. I love you, my sister. So if there's anything I can do to help, to serve, whatever it is, then that's what that is. But not in support of something that is is the opposing forces to God's agenda. Now, you want to speak about, you know, individuals, you want to break down individuals, like, even if, even if an individual who believe in same-sex marriage, like, no, I would never cast them out. I won't talk bad about them. I don't judge them. If they needed a couple of dollars, if any of them needed a couple of dollars or needed my help, you know, like getting food or a bill paid, guess what? As a child of God, I will help them in, in these areas. And that's just the smallest thing, you know, for as, you know, like an, an example that I can, you know, that came came to mind. To put on full display and demonstration that
I still have love for these individuals. They just believe differently than what I believe. Right? So I hope I kind of cleared that up a little bit because, you know, like, words get twisted around. Words, you know, by individuals, uh, you know, taking what you said and by the time it get get out, it had been twisted seven, eight times and you know what I mean? Like, and even with intentions from, you know, trying to convey a, a, a specific message, you know, the intentions are there and know what, you know, the individual know what they want to say, but it come out wrong. And, you know, so I hope I brought like great clarity in, you know, the message that I'm trying to put across. Now, again, we're talking about the enemy of God. So, again, we have to be be careful about what we support, what we embrace, the life that we lead, the life that we choose to lead. And ultimately, like, you know, embracing something that that's designed to leave God out. Because every single day, like us as humans, let, let me narrow this down a bit. When it comes down to the children of God, because if you have not accepted Christ, you're not a child of God. The word says that. So don't, you know, don't, don't, don't persecute me here. I do not stand in judgment towards anyone. I'm just speaking what the word of God says. Right? Us as children of God, we have to watch out for a few things. It's a it's a daily battle between the three. It's our flesh which is always waging war against our spirit that is God's spirit that's inside of us and you want to learn more about that go uh, read Galatians 5 it says that the flesh and the spirit is always in conflict with one another right so to simplify what what is the flesh it is, it is our desires. That, that is, that is appeasing to our sinful nature. Thank you, Lord. That is appeasing to our sinful nature. Whether it's lust, whether it's greed, whether it's um, leading, you know, if it's leading to sexual immorality, um, idolatry, I'm, I'm sorry, um, uh, adultery, like it is basically our flesh is is that thing that uh, that feeds our sinful nature 
and of course our spirit is where God's spirit dwells so that's why there because God's spirit dwells inside of us and, and then the flesh is you know like our basically like our sinful nature they're always in conflict with one another because they're they're both are housed in our body so they're always at war that's why it's like it's hard it's hard to do the right thing because our flesh want to do the complete opposite than what we are supposed to do it is completely opposed to god then our our next fight or shall I say the next thing that we fight against every single day is the worldly system. Like, I'm sorry, the world. Not the world in a sense of where we live in, but the worldly system that's designed to keep God out. And we kind of like touch briefly, but slightly in depth on that. And then the devil himself tempting us, using using our emotions against us. Using what's legitimate to us because our our desires are what our desires are. He plan on those desires and those emotions manipulating us and deceiving us to where we act outside of alignment with the will of God for our lives. So these these are these are three things that we battle every single day. Now, if we're not having an issue with any of the three we need to question our faith walk if we're not wrestling and having battles with our flesh we need to question our faith walk we need to question we need to question our decisions we need to question our motives we need to question our life because if we if we're not battling battling against our sinful nature it's a possibility it's a possibility that we're embracing it and we're feeding our sinful nature therefore we are living a life, a sin. We we are embracing our life of sin. We are living apart from the will of God. And that's a problem. Now, you don't have to answer to me. Again, as I stated last week, when we die, we all we have to make an account for the way we lived our lives here on earth. 
we're all going to have to go before the judgment seat of Christ. And there, a film will, will be played. Good and bad will come of it. But how did we live our lives knowingly? Knowing. That we lived in rebellion to God, his standard, his laws, his expectations, and his will for all of mankind. If we if we're okay with the worldly system. The things that are unjust, and I must say racism, I have to highlight that. And the reason why I have to highlight racism is because the system, it's not, it's not designed for equal individuals across the board. It is specifically catered to a certain people or even a certain class even a certain race guess what when it come down to the word of God the standards of God the laws of God he can care less about race he can care less about what class you're in. He can care less about where you're from. He don't. He can care less about any of those things. He don't care. His people is his people. So, with this worldly system, it's not designed like that. It's not. Racism. It's in churches. How, how are we going to be of God's people, the body of Christ, but then to embrace such division? Remember, division, that's the goal of the devil, the enemy of God. Division. In Colossians, I believe, chapter one, I think it is. Uh, you can pull it up. Just pull up the supremacy of God because he speaks about how he was pleased to have his fullness dwell in his son, Jesus Christ. And little down, little more down in uh, verses after that, it speaks about in Christ, all things hold together. So if if in Christ, all things hold together. That's unity, right? That's oneness, right? Which is the complete opposite of division. So how is it that we have racism in churches? In God's house? In Christ, in the body of Christ? 
how is it that because you're rich or because you have this financial status or you're you're well known you have some cloud about yourself you can come in late and that you would and you will be seated at the front because of your status because of your class but your average joe come in he have to be seated where the greeters where the individuals show or lead them where they are to sit. Division. The devil himself, again, he said, God's word said in John 10, 10, the first half says that he come to steal, kill, and destroy. The second half of John 10, 10 says, and by the way, this was Jesus talking. saying that the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy. Contrary to that, he said, but I come to give life and give it more abundantly. That is, which is available to available to all who have received Jesus Christ into their lives to be their personal Lord and Savior and also have surrendered their life to Christ as Christ surrendered his life to God for us on our behalf with our sinful selves And when we submit to the will of God by making a decision to live for him every single day. Jesus told his disciples in, in, in uh, the book of Matthew, also in the book of Luke, he said, anyone want to follow me, he must deny himself, live in sacrifice, Deny his flesh, his sinful nature. All decisions. Consulted with God. Deny himself. Take up his cross. Identify with Christ. When individuals look at you, see how you carry yourself, live your life, the things that you don't agree with, and full support of God's way of life. Identify with Christ. 
not identifying with the world, everybody else, culture, any and everything that's opposed to God's standard. Take up your cross, identify with Christ, and follow him. Which is, will be at that point considered as his disciple. Well, I'm a child of God. You probably say, I'm a child of God. I love God and, and accepted Jesus Christ to be my personal Lord and Savior. But this whole discipleship thing, yeah, know about that. Because I have reality here on earth. Like I have bills, I have, I got to do what I got to do and so on and so forth, right? Like this is what we've been commissioned to do. My brothers and sisters, you feel me? The Great Commission. And Matthew, I forget which one. I want to say it's in chapter 26. It says that the son, the son of man have authority both here both in heaven as well as here on earth and he said told his disciples as same instructions to us same commission that we have is to make disciples before we can make disciples, we have to first become a disciple. All right. Make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them all that I have taught you. That's our commission. We're not supposed to just accept Jesus Christ to be our personal Lord and Savior. Like, boom, bet, cool, it's done, it's finished. Not at all. That's when our, that's when the new begins. It says the old has passed away and the new is now. Walk in newness. Not giving in to our old nature, our old way of doing things. That's when it begins, when we accept Jesus Christ. It's not finished yet. And if you're listening to this, it's not over with for you yet. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, please let's do so now. Repeat after me. The Bible says also, uh, I want to say in Romans 10 or something like that, it says that it is when we believe in our heart. We are saved and when we confess, profess with our mouth, we're justified. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says that it is by grace. 
through faith. That we receive salvation. It is the gift of God. So no man can boast. It is only. It is a gift from God. You don't pay for a gift do you? A gift is given to you. Guess what? He gave his son. It is by grace. God's grace. Can't pay for grace. Can't pay for grace. It is by grace. Through faith. Through us believing that Jesus Christ. That God sent his only begotten son. To lay down his life. On our behalf. Say he who knew no sin became sin for us. He took our sins, our debt to the cross and paid it all for us. That's the good news. That's the gospel. So if you have not accepted Jesus Christ into your life to be your personal Lord and Savior, just repeat after me. And you believe in your heart. You receive salvation in that moment. Yeah, eternal destiny have been secured. So if you're ready to receive salvation, repeat after me, believe it in your heart. That Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and you will be saved. Heavenly Father. I am a sinner. Thank you because I believe you sent your son, Jesus Christ, here to die on a cross for my sins. Right now, I receive Jesus Christ into my life to be Lord over my life. I ask that you will show me in the direction you will have me to go, the life that you predestined me to have. Empower me to carry out your will for my life. Lead me and I will follow. I open up my heart, I open up my life and receive you. Make residence inside of me. I am yours. Show me the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy salvation and welcome to the body of Christ. My brothers and sisters, again, the new starts now. The new starts now. I ask that you will Read Colossians and Romans, the book of Romans, the book of Colossians and the book of Romans. Yes, please like read, read wherever God is telling you to go. Like it's the whole book we're supposed to be, you know, so, but definitely like, so the four gospels, 
or Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That is when Jesus walked the earth. And the book of Luke, that's when he was born. And the devil was trying to get at, at Jesus when he was a baby. He was trying to use, he was, he was using, uh, I believe his name, King Herod. But to go check it out yourself. Said to kill all firstborns to make sure that Jesus was one of them. And the reason why, again, he come to steal, kill, and destroy. And the reason why, because the devil knew, the devil knew that his legitimate dominion here on earth was going to come to an end. So everything that the lies, the manipulation, the like everything, the schemes, everything that the, the devil tried to lead us to believe, it's all illegitimate. Because when Christ died on the cross for our sins and rose on the third day, it broke those powers that the devil had. All the things that was legitimate, it broke those powers. The thought of, oh, I can't go to God now because of this, like the fear of death, the thoughts of, you know, like just death and like and all that. Those powers was was broken. That's why we have to stand firm. That's why we have to stand the word. Because if we didn't, we wouldn't know that. So get in that word and be led by the spirit. I love you guys. And always, I appreciate I appreciate each and every one of you. All right. This is my wife calling. Let me make sure everything's good. I love you guys. Stay blessed. Peace.